This is Young Jeffrey at the Young Jeffrey Show. I am back with an amazing episode. Uh, I'm sorry for the brief hiatus. However, we are back in full effect. And uh, I think you guys are going to take away a lot of great information from this podcast episode. A lot of things, a lot of ups and downs have occurred in the past three, four weeks of my life. But I am back with a lot of tangible um, gold to give you guys. I call it tangible gold because it's something that you can walk away with and it's very valuable now today we're going to talk about emotional intelligence now this episode is for all the women out there who always come to me or you know i see on different platforms and they have issues with their significant others not you know opening up not being emotionally available right not knowing how to express their feelings not knowing how to deal with their emotions internalizing keeping a lot of things in right when i say in-house i mean within themselves you know i'm gonna give you a brief some brief context on why this may or may not be occurring um as a man from my perspective when i was young i used to walk in the house all my uncles sitting around my older cousins, and they always say, "Yo, man, you fresh, man. How many little girls you got at your school? And then at the time, I'm like, oh, man, I, only, I ain't got no girls. Or, man, I only have one girl. So you're taught from a young age, 8, 9, 10 years old, that the cool thing to, to do and the way to be a man is to have multiple women, right? To have women chasing you, to be the man, to be a Mac, to be a pimp, whatever. That's what defines your masculinity at that age and that's the mentality that's embedded in you when you're young how many girls you got how many girls you got when you fall like i jam my finger or anything where i had to express some type of emotion right i was always told to get up i was always told to shake it off i was always told to be a man men don't cry men don't have the capacity to you know show any weak emotions right so you're seen as weak you're seen as a pussy if you show emotion in times that you're supposed to be hurting supposed to be reaching out and saying yo i need to express myself right now i'm really in pain i'm really not feeling well somebody please help me right so instead of doing that you, you start to internalize very early on every time i jam my finger i tried to hide the fact that i jammed my finger every time i fell and scraped my knee i tried to get up real quick before somebody seen me on the ground because i didn't want any one of my uncles saying yo come get up why you on the ground don't let nobody see you on the ground don't let nobody see you weak right if i only had one girlfriend i ain't even acknowledge her i'd be like yo man i just gonna keep my relationship on tuck right because i don't want them to be like why you only got one girlfriend you young you're supposed to quote unquote experience life right you're supposed to quote unquote Soar your royal oats, right? You're supposed to quote unquote go out and experience all the different types of fish in the sea before you settle down with one girl and give all your time and all your feelings and energy to one person, right? You're too young to be tied down to quote unquote one person, one idea, one perspective, one woman, right? So when you're young, men, we don't have the experience. We don't have the knowledge behind emotional intelligence. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's get into what emotional intelligence is, right? Emotional intelligence by defined in the dictionary is the ability to deal with other people successfully. By understanding one's own feelings, they can understand and, ev- and evaluate other people, right? There are five components, five components to emotional intelligence, right? 
Number one, you got self-awareness. Number two, you got self-regulation. Number three, you got motivation. Number four, you got empathy. And number five, you got social skills. To the women out there who feel like they're alone, to the women out there who feel like that you know, they're sinking or they're, that men just won't get to a point where they're opening up, the problem with that is there is going to be a learning curve, right? Because there is a lack of experience there. There is a, a lack of knowledge there. And there is just something inside of that that man that needs to be worked. There's a lot of kinks. There's a lot of trust that has to be built. You know, there's a lot of ways that have to be learned because it's never happened before. He's always had to internalize. He's always had to show that he's tough. He's always had to not be emotionally vulnerable, right? Because that was once seen as a weakness in his eyes and people around him, right? So in the relationship, you have to realize that, you know, emotional intelligence in a man is very rare, you know, when it comes to uh, intimacy. So I want to give you guys some tangible to walk away with, especially to my men and to the women for an understanding perspective. Uh, this will definitely help to uh, get you guys in a better state emotionally. Um, these are some things that I've started to apply. These are some things that I've learned and started to implement into my life and it's helped me tremendously. So self-awareness. Self-awareness is defined as the ability to recognize and understand one's moods, um, it's motivations and abilities, right? You have to understand uh, the effects of who you are and what you do and the effect that it has around everybody around you. Right. To achieve this kind of state of, you know, complete self-awareness, an individual just must be able to monitor their own emotional state and, and be able to identify their emotions. So if your spouse or your friend or somebody at work does something to you and it infects you and it impacts you on a certain level, you're able to identify how that makes you feel. Right. That's the first step. Identify and acknowledge that something has happened to me or something that is going on inside of me that isn't resonating with my soul or my spirit, I'm able to identify and acknowledge that feeling right here in this moment, right? So that's the only way that you can really have self-awareness. If you can identify those feelings internally and identify how certain events that are going on in your life are making you feel, and you're able to monitor those and take inventory on all those different actions from external and internal factors, right? So traits that prove that individual uh, are emotionally mature basically usually includes you know confidence the ability to laugh at your own mistakes the awareness of how you're perceived by other people right so self-awareness is basically taking an inventory on the actions of yourself the actions of people towards you and how you identify and perceive those actions not only internally but externally and how they make you feel and how they impact you and how they resonate with you all right so self-awareness is a Basically, an inventory of your actions, right? And your behaviors. Self-regulation. Self-regulation is the ability to control the impulses. It's the ability to think before you speak and react. And it's the ability to express yourself appropriately, right? If you walk into a store, right, and you know that you love sneakers. You walk into a sneaker store, you see some shoes that you like. You know you can't really afford them, but... Your impulse says, you know what, I get them because you deserve them, right? Then you get home and you look at your account and you're like, dang, I really did not need these sneakers, right? 
See, you weren't able to self-regulate in that moment because you didn't examine and you didn't control the impulse and you didn't think before you reacted on the impulse. Right. So you knew that you couldn't afford the sneakers. You knew that you didn't need the sneakers because you have plenty of sneakers. But your impulse has told you that you deserve the sneakers, even though you weren't in a position to get them. So self-regulation would have thought the process through right before you reacted that's what self-regulation is before you say something that you quote unquote don't mean before you do something that you quote unquote didn't mean to do you're able to self-regulate you're able to critically think through the situation before you say something or before you react to something so basically it's taking responsibility for your actions and it's being able to adapt to change and it's the ability to respond appropriately to other people's irrational emotions or behavior a lot of times when you're growing up you hear okay don't stoop down to that level or don't meet them where they are set your standards stay there and whatever is below that it's oh well right you don't downgrade your energy you don't downgrade your peace to meet someone that is negatively impacting you so if somebody says something that you don't like you're able to self-regulate, you're able to be self-aware, right? And then you have that ability to say, you know what, I'm going to think responsibly, I'm going to think appropriately, right? And even though your behaviors and your action towards me are irrational, even though that they're distasteful, I'm going to be responsible for my actions and how I respond, right? So that's self-regulation. I'm able to think things through before I say or react. Motivation, number three, is a big one, right? Motivation is having an interest in learning and self-improvement, right? People are motivated by goals, whether they're big, whether they're small, whether they're medium and in between, you are motivated by goals. The goal could be, I want to save up $10,000. The goal could be, I want to lose 25 pounds. The goal could be, I want to buy a house. The goal could be, I want to get a new car because mine is raggedy. The goal could be, I want to have a child or I want to get married. The goal could be, I want to move to another city. The goal could be, I want a new job. The goal could be a lot of different things, but we're motivated by goals, right? The goal could be, at the end of the day, I want to make sure I make it to the seafood place before they close. Right. That's a goal. So you're motivated to do what you have to do in order to put yourself in position to make that happen for yourself. Right. Motivation is an interest in learning and self-improvement. And it's having the strength to keep going when there are obstacles in life. Some days you're not going to feel like going to the gym. Some days you're not going to feel like eating the way you're supposed to eat. Some days you're not going to be able to make it out of work on time to go to the place that you want to eat or to make it home in time to where you have energy to cook something that you want to eat or make it to the grocery store to get the food to then take home and cook because it's going to be too late. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be roadblocks. There are going to be things that stop you from trying to get to where you want to go. But the motivation and having the goal in mind gives you the strength to keep going when those obstacles occur. Right. See, it's it's setting goals and following through with them. A lot of people, they set goals. Right. But the motivation that they have behind the goals, the discipline they have behind the goals and the consistency that has to follow in order to reach those goals. They're not highly motivated enough to follow through. They're not highly motivated enough to follow through. Even when. Even when. 
they've already set the goal for themselves, right? So motivation is having that interest and having that strength to go even when the obstacles occur, when the roadblocks occur, when the negativity comes, when the negative energy comes, when things occur in your life that you feel are stopping you or, you know, putting a cap on or putting a ceiling on what you feel you should have or where you feel you should be going, right? An emotional, mature individual, when it comes to motivation, uh, has the traits such as taking initiative and taking the commitment to complete a task seriously, right? And you have the perseverance in the play in the place of and in the face of adversity. Adversity is gonna happen. It doesn't matter what state you're in, it doesn't matter what mindset you're in, it doesn't matter what atmosphere and environment you're in, adversity is going to come and you're gonna have to face it. At any level, you're going to have to face adversity because a lot of things are going to go as planned and you're going to feel like it's just another thing in your way. Right. But you must choose internal motivation and be driven by your goals instead of the exterior motivation driven goals. Right. If you know you got a trip. Right. If you know you got a trip coming up. The motivation might not be strong enough to work out. And eat the proper nutrition if you just say, I want to look good in my bikini. In 48 days, I'm going to Miami. I want to look good in my bikini. So I'm going to eat right and I'm going to work out every day, right? The motivation may not be strong enough to complete that task, right? So what's the inner motivation? What's the internal motivation-driven goal? Internal would be, I want to have great health. I want to live a long time. I want to be 65, 70 years old, still running around and being active and fit. You know, so that's my lifestyle change motivation. But as a byproduct of my lifestyle change motivation, I'm going to look good in a bikini. Boom. Number four, empathy. A lot of people lack empathy because we're in a dog eat dog world. Capitalistic society, chase the bag culture, date culture. We don't have a lot of empathy for others. Right. Because we don't have the ability to understand other people's emotions and reactions. Well, right. A lot of men lack empathy because they always feel like, for one, I can't show emotion because it's going to make me look weak. Right. I can't be emotionally available because, once again, that somehow deters my masculinity. Right. So I don't have the ability to not only channel my own emotions, but understand your emotions. Right. Understand your reactions and how certain things that I do and say make you feel right. Empathy can only be achieved. If self-awareness is achieved, empathy can only be achieved if self-awareness is achieved. One must be able to understand themselves before they can understand other people. A lot of people must be able to love themselves, care for themselves, trust themselves, behave well on their own before they can then love, trust and understand somebody else. Right. Emotionally, emotional maturity when it comes to empathy includes people having traits such as a perception of others and being interested in other people's worries and concerns. The ability to anticipate somebody's emotional response to a problem or a situation. Right. The understanding of society norms and why people do the things that they do. Why do people say the things that they say? Empathy is being able to understand these things, being mature enough to have the wherewithal to say, you know what, 
if I do this, it may make this person feel a certain way. So I'm not going to do it or I'm going to refrain. I'm going to take an inventory on my actions and behaviors because I don't want to put me or this person or these people. Several. Right. In a predicament of that type of vulnerability. So I'm going to you have to be able to understand how your actions and your abilities and your behaviors make other people feel. But that can only come if you're aware of how a lot of different things around you make you feel. Right. Empathy is the ability to understand not only other people's emotions and reactions, but your emotions and how you react in a lot of the same situations. Right. Lastly, we're going to talk about social skills. A lot of people aren't social. A lot of people can't maneuver, move around, navigate in certain rooms. A lot of people can't rub elbows. A lot of people can't do these things. A lot of people not be able to say this but a lot of people aren't able to um communicate well a lot of people aren't able to be in different rooms and start conversations or be at a table with a lot of people that they absolutely don't know right so without um a lot of conflict i'm gonna give you an example a lot of internal conflict comes when it when it comes to you being around people that you don't know. You think, okay, how are they going to react to my ideas? How are they going to react to my perspectives? How are they going to react to the things that I think, the things that I say? How are they going to react to the way that I look? You have all these internal battles coming on when you have a lot of people around you that you're not only not comfortable with, but you just don't know at all. So the ability to pick up on different jokes and sarcasm and custom service and maintaining the friendships and relationships and finding common ground. Social skills is made up of all of these different things. Communication skills, time management, the ability to be a leader and manage a group of people, the ability to just be in a room where you're uncomfortable and you are in a room that is unknown and immerse yourself and to adapt. Right. One of the greatest abilities is not only availability. But it's adaptability. Right. So you're able to adapt in any situation, in any room. Right. And make yourself present, make yourself known and get your point across successfully and gracefully. Right. The best coaches have the best social skills, life coaches, fitness coaches, sports coaches, anybody that's coaching you or putting you in a position to be successful in a certain area have great social skills because they're able to have conflict resolution they're able to find common ground and resolve issues in a civilized and fair manner so let's say your boss has two of the staff members and they're in an internal conflict right he's able to find common ground between them two, resolve the issue between those two and manage those two personalities in a successful and graceful and fair way right social skills are so important a lot of people lack a lot of talent but they have great social skills so they're able to get in positions where people with talent aren't able to get to because the people who have the talent aren't able to communicate and they're not able to get in these rooms and get themselves in position to be successful. Yeah, they have the ground knowledge. Yeah, they have the certification. Yeah, they have all these accolades. But at the same time, they're not able to talk. Right. So social skills are important. Social skills are being able to adapt, being able to maintain those relationships once you get them, being able to find that common ground, being able to meet, you know, what I'm saying people on a professional level and know how to conduct yourself is huge right when it comes to men a lot of men don't communicate their emotions 
a lot of people don't communicate. A lot of people in general don't communicate how they feel because they don't they're afraid and they have a fear of how that communication will be taken. Right. So from a men's perspective. Right. Emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence in its purest form. On its purest form is the ability to deal with other people successfully. Could it be that a lot of men just aren't able to deal with other people successfully, not able to deal with themselves successfully, are not self-aware, are not able to self-regulate successfully, are not motivated, lack empathy, and don't have the proper social skills to be emotionally intelligent in the first place? Emotional intelligence. 